What's up, folks? We are back for another edition of Matt Sporthouse. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. To my YouTube people, we are finally in the building. I promised myself at some point we would get to YouTube. I just didn't know when. I kind of need a little push, kind of got there. I was like, all right, bet. let's go ahead and get it going. No reason to sit around the pool. Somewhere you got to jump in. I know how it goes. But uh, to my podcast people, thanks for tuning in to another season. We're officially on season three. Uh, I know it's been a little while. I didn't quite anticipate it being this long, but it just wasn't the right time. Obviously, everything that was going on, we, didn't, we really didn't even have sports besides Last Dance for a little while there. But now we're slowly starting to creep back into it, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because of COVID-19. Eh, that's for another discussion. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, also, but for the, I guess you'd say the reason why I kind of got back on it today was because I was in the kitchen talking to my sister. And I was like, yo, there's a lot going on in sports right now. Like, yo, this, that, and the third. And I was like, man, I wish I could do a match sport house. Like, it's been a good time. She's like, you can. I was like, so what? So like, can I was like, no, oh, that's actually a really good point. And then you know, sometimes you have like I call it the invisible fence. It's like there's nothing stopping you. You just don't do it. But anyway, so I was like, let me go ahead and hop into it. I created a little deadline. Y'all go check out my Instagram, uh, Matt, Matt the Chosen One Number One. Anyway, so I created a little deadline that did the countdown on my stories. So I was like, yo, we got to make this thing happen for real. So that's how we are, where we are now. So you know what I'm gonna do on this? I'm just gonna be analyzing what I see. Um, it'll probably be every Sunday. I'm kind of still working, working out the kinks, but I just kind of want to go ahead and get started. Because, you know, most of the time in life, getting started is the hardest part, and you figure everything out. But I think it'll be every Sunday. In case something big happens, I might go ahead and jump on it then because think about sports is real timely. You're not going to be sitting there trying to hear about something that happened last week, like on the Monday, the following Sunday. It's already late. So I might hop sometimes in randomly. It probably won't always be video, though. If I hop in, it'll probably be a podcast because that's a little bit easier. But, uh, I was on my way to trying to be a mogul here, so I got to go ahead and get started. But anyway, um, I know I don't like to beat around the bush too much. So let's go. Uh, besides what I just did right there, but that's just because it's the first episode. I got to kind of get you, did you know, kind of bring everything back. But I don't like to wait too much, waste too much time. You'll see that moving forward. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We appreciate Carrie Underwood and Luda for the intro. Let's go. Born champion. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Y'all, so I've had that song in my back pocket for a little while now, so I'm happy to finally get to use it. I really wanted to use Drake's When to Say When. Didn't work out how I wanted it to because it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense with this. I was like, forget it. But anyway, this is a majority college football show. I'm not going to lie to you. Even though it's not really college football season yet, we're really getting close here, and that's my main interest. So we're going to jump right into it in the Pac-12 conference. They have five things. The players are right now are demanding the NCAA, I guess the Pac-12, however you want to say it, they're demanding that uh, those guys meet their needs. Otherwise, they're saying they won't play. Now, so I'm going to just highlight two of the ones I think are the most important. One of which is that they're demanding is for the Pac-12 to distribute 50%, well, I guess you say the NCAA, either way, to distribute 50% of each sport's total revenues, uh, total conference revenue evenly among athletes in their respective sports. So basically what they're saying is they're tired of just being the talents. Like, they're not just the talents anymore. They're like, no, no, no. Like, 
we are part of, it's almost like a partnership, I guess you could say. It's like, yo, we are the person that bring the fans into the stadium and stuff like that. So y'all need to give us the revenue. Like the scholarship is dope and all, but we're making billions of dollars, bringing in billions of dollars to each university, to each conference, to the NCAA. So at this point, we don't want a little bit more than that. Uh, so they're demanding 50% of each sports total rev conference revenue, like I just said. And they want the ability to complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft if player goes undrafted and forgoes professional participation within seven days of the draft. And so basically, I think that's more so uh, the baseball approach. It's like, you know, so if, if things don't work out in the NFL, not like all the way into like training camp and stuff like that, but if I don't like where I get picked in the draft, I want to be able to come back. Now, one thing that will messed up, and I'm a huge Urban Meyer fan, as you'll learn more and more as we get into this, he's saying like it's going to be really hard if they do that to do player control as far as whenever guys, whenever guys usually leave, you have another set of guys coming in. And because for recruiting purposes, but if you don't know about this guy, it's going to be hard to therefore figure out, can I recruit another guy or not? So that might be a problem there. I'm sure some coaches, because the recruiting has already become like a headache for coaches because it's like, first of all, you're recruiting like 16, 18-year-old guys. So it's a lot going on from different backgrounds. And then so when you add that, the uncertainty that goes along with it, as opposed to what they've kind of all got rid of the because of the two national signing days, at least now you kind of know when guys are committed the first time around or if you need to keep recruiting them or whatnot. So to bring it all together, because sometimes I get sidetracked. Uh, that just makes the coach's job very, very hard. But they, they get paid $19 million at some of these universities. So I don't know. We're going to figure it out. But that's definitely what the Pac-12 specifically is demanding. Now, I am interested in, into knowing, like, are all these players committed to it? Because there's a lot of guys. Sometimes up to 120 guys on it division one roster and so are all guys committed to it or just a couple star players and how does that work because you know sometimes it can be kind of hard strike or something like that if only half the guys are into it because there's a lot of walk-on second string third strings on those very same teams and they're like yeah well uh they're gonna walk out they're not playing but we'll still play because now we get the opportunity to play on tv whatever the case may be uh get better maybe earn, earn a job in the nfl or you know, better off because now you have the chance to play where usually you would have been sitting on the bench or maybe on the practice squad or something like that. So that is going to be interesting to see. Also, I'm trying to figure out if the SEC players will also jump into that or Ohio State, Oklahoma players. I kind of count those as SEC schools, not in the fact that they're in the SEC, but they're just powerhouses. Like one could say like the University of Washington, obviously for their athletic department, it would suck for their football team not to participate, but in the grand scheme of things, not the University of Washington, that's a poor example. Like uh, one of the smaller schools in the Pac-12, it would suck for them to not participate because they lose all their revenue. But at the end of the day, the Pac-12 isn't really football like it is in the SEC. Now, the SEC is that we're going to have some stuff, stuff going to have to go down. So, and as a matter of fact, Quincy Avery talked about this too. He was saying, Quincy Avery, that's Sean Watson's and all those guys, quarterback coach down there in Georgia, shout out to him, you're the black quarterback. But he was saying, he was telling, he at some points wants to be able to leave college quarterbacks into being like, yo, don't play and demand these certain things. Kind of like, as a matter of fact, what the Pac-12 has done. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, I, that's, that was definitely something the Pac-12 commissioner was not expecting to hit his deck and they, his desk. And they did this on the Players' Tribune, which is an outlet that's all about giving players a voice and stuff like that instead of having to go through the media. You can just submit it through there. Uh, so that's an outlet. But we're also going to stay in college football where the Big Ten has officially went conference only. What's interesting is four conference members, which is Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, and Rutgers, have all had to halt workouts due to the uh, corona, the Rona virus uh, outbreaks. Michigan State and Rutgers have team-wide quarantines, and only Maryland has resumed workouts. Ohio State has at one point had to shut down, but I think they're back to 
moving along. Shout out Justin Fields. Justin, hopefully all this stuff works out. If you're watching, if y'all make it to the college football playoff, see at Rose Bowl, get your boy or on the field pass. I'd appreciate that immensely to see if we can make that happen. Now, also, the ACC has adopted a 10-game conference schedule only, plus one non-conference game with travel restrictions. Don't really know how that's going to work out there. A lot of Clemson fans and Carolina fans, well, I think it's more Carolina fans, are upset that that Clemson-Carolina rivalry isn't going to continue this year because the SEC has kind of negated that. Uh, they're having a 10-game conference-only schedule. And they're actually going to – the SEC is going to be starting on September 26th. Meanwhile, most conferences are going to start a little bit before that. So – and back to the ACC for a quick second, Notre Dame is really smart. They're not a football-only member, but they play some ACC games, so they're able to still collect all their revenue, and you know they have that contract with NBC. So major shout-out to them. Excuse me. Staying in the SEC where we've – I figured this was going to happen. Two LSU football players were talking on TikTok. TikTok, y'all know uh, – what's his name? Trump, Donald. <laughs> Doesn't like TikTok too much. He's trying to get that banned. Uh, from the U.S., so a little history lesson right here. This is a CNN, but we dropped breaking news. I guess it's a day old, so I don't even know if it's breaking news. But anyway, um, yeah, so two LSU football players were talking about hardest to breathe in the new mask. The new masks are called uh, – I just have the notes here. The new masks are called splash shields. There we go. And those things have, like, they cover this part of the face and they cover this part. Now, it is clear, but that doesn't really make much of a difference when you're trying to breathe in August in the South – uh, that's going to be really tough for those guys. I hope they're in great condition. One of the guys said that it's like breathing, trying to breathe in a Ziploc bag. So that should therefore tell you everything you need to know about these new helmets and face masks. And I get what they have to do if they're trying to protect, you know, as little breathing on each other as possible in a contact sport, which is crazy to think about. But that's what they're trying to get done. But uh, if something isn't seriously done, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some overheating issues, especially in August when camp usually is. In the south, it's extremely hot. And sometimes, and then even in Texas, like it gets like 100, 105, Arizona, 110. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. But we're going to leave college football. Like I said, this is the majority of college football show, but we will mention other sports, other things that are going on in the world. Uh, we're gonna, always going to read the room. But, uh, for example, we're going to talk about the Clippers. As far as this show goes, we are Clippers fans, folks. The Lakers are cool and all, but we're definitely more so with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. We did lose Thursday night, final score 103 to 101 to the Lakers. I feel like as long as we make it to the Western Conference Finals, uh, we will have Lou back, as long as he's back from Magic City. Pat Beverly should be fully healthy. So I think we're going to be straight. I don't think we should have too many problems with the Lakers. It'll probably go to seven games, but I think when we're fully loaded, as long as Paul, George, and Kawhi Leonard stay healthy, we should be go. We should be good to go. We're going to kick it to the NFL real quick. We are also Houston Texans fans on this show. Where's my thing? We were rocking with Deshaun Watson since his days in Tiger Town. Dad, but we don't really know how we feel about you right now. But nonetheless, we're rocking with uh, the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson for MVP this season. Let's do this. We had Kansas City up. I'm pretty sure that was in the AFC Championship game. We Anyway, in the playoffs, I know we had them up big. It was a rainy day. My, I mean, my TV connection was going in and out. Next thing I know, I cut the TV on. They done came all the way back, and I watched the highlights. I'm like, yo, bro, what? Like, we had them up big, but, yo, Houston, Texas, this season, we're trying to go all the way. Nobody's going to be trying to see the NFC. I think, I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant. They don't know who's coming out the NFC, but nobody's going to be trying to see the Buccaneers 
Buccaneers about to be insane. They got Gronkowski. They got uh, O.J. Howard, Tom Brady, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy is a new addition. Some people think he's a little bit older because he didn't get that much play time with Kansas City in the playoffs last year. But I think he might have a little something to tell. He might be a little inspired since because of that. They also have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who was way up in the top 100 poll. I didn't even barely know Chris Godwin. I heard his name a couple of times, but I think he was like top 40, if I'm not mistaken. I'm like, yo, who is this guy? So major, uh, not shout out, but look out for those, those NFC uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be a good division with the Saints and you got the Falcons. Uh, and then obviously who else? you got the Panthers too. But Christian McCaffrey, who was way up there too. So uh, we're not used to seeing a white boy running back, but he's killing the game right now. Shout out to him up there in the Carolinas. This is being taped in South Carolina. So we are in the Carolinas. That's how I know so much about the South because we're in the South. Now for a couple of shout outs, I guess this is a kind of a segment. Like I said, I'm new to this YouTube thing, my podcast, but we've been rocking for a little while. But y'all, so I don't think many people realize after that Thursday night game with the Lakers versus Clippers versus the Los Angeles Clippers, LeBron James, they asked him, started asking questions about social injustice and the Black Lives Matter movement and things of that nature right after the game. And he was able to respond to them, all of them exactly right, instantly, right after a long game. I think it was, what, 48 minutes or 60, 60 minutes. I'm pretty sure it's 48 minutes, 12 minutes per quarter. Like, and was just able to rattle them off. Like, yo, this, and obviously he is black, so he definitely knows about the black experience in America. But to be able to hit every point, that just goes to show you, like, way much more than an athlete. Uh, wherever the lady said shut up and dribble throw her away like yo this man can do it all like to perform at the highest level like imagine you going out and running two miles from my cross-country people 20 miles imagine you going out and doing all that and then going to be asked questions that were in depth and to be able to hit every single point should major shout out to lebron james for that and salute him for that and he's building that media empire up that show i can't think of the name of it right now but that michael jordan was in before space jam Got that coming up too. A lot of major projects going on, but it was also really good to see athletes, you know, stand up for the Black Lives Matter movement, things like that. Um, also, major shout out to Patrick Mahomes, who has obviously signed. Y'all know about the big deal. I don't have to talk about it. But if you are listening, Patrick Mahomes, we are taking donations for the podcast. We start at 50, oh, podcast or YouTube channel. We start at 20,000. I don't think that's really nothing uh, for you at this point. I don't want to read your pockets here, but you feel me. Also, shout out to him because he is now a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. The big thing going on right now in sports is we don't want to just be the talents. We also want to have ownership. So that's dope for him. I think Seattle Seahawks quarterback, I should know his I should know his name. I should, Russell Wilson, there we go. Russell Wilson is a part owner of the Major League Soccer team out there in Seattle. So that's always great to see. Also, Congrats to Lamar Jackson being number one in the NFL top 100. Broward County saying, uh, uh, I, and I was watching it yesterday and he was talking about how he remembers when he was just a little kid, used to watch him. And now he's like the number one guy with the trophy and all. But yeah, y'all, so that's it for this edition of Matt Sporthouse. We are going to keep on improving and getting better. So much, much more on the way. Please leave comments. Uh, hold on. Yeah, leave comments subscribe uh like it podcast you're on the podcast rate it um like i said we're gonna get better this is just the beginning this is just the beginning everybody's got to start from someplace also college football fox or espn college football reps if y'all are watching or listening i do need a job after i graduate this december so please hit your boy up uh follow me on instagram at matt the chosen one m-a-t-t-t H-E-C-H-O, the number one. And then also on Twitter. But yeah, man, until the next time, peace.